It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, folks. You know what we've got to talk about? The Nose were absolutely obliterated in their bowl game up against Georgia. And we're going to talk about why context matters in that, as well as look back at some of the good things, the bad things, the ugly things, and the right things that the ACC accomplished. And we're coming at you with some New Year's resolutions because there are some things that we need to speak about. Some folks need to get some things together. We're going to talk about all that and more on today's episode of Locked on ACC. You are Locked on ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. First thing first, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with Don't make the call. Ask me how I know. My lines got screwed. But that's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Now, folks, Florida State was absolutely obliterated, absolutely embarrassed. This game was not much of a competition. It looked like it looked like a power five team against an FCS team at times. And so going from there, you ask yourself, how did this get so bad? How did this get so ugly? And is this is this the the moment that we look at and say, should Georgia have been in? Because a lot of the takes that I've seen have been an iteration of one of these two things. It wasn't Florida State who got screwed by not getting in. It was Georgia. Or this is a clear this is a clear example of why this is a clear shining reason why Florida State shouldn't have got in. And here's my thing: I'm of the mind that you have to if you have that take, that's fine with me. I'm not upset with that take. If if and only if, and I'm talking about the second one because the first one in terms of Georgia got screwed. I mean that's another story to talk about a different day, but. I'm just talking about the this is clear, this is proof the no shouldn't be in. If you have that opinion and argument that the no's, this game showed that the no shouldn't have been in, the only way that you can have that argument and it be consistent is if you had the no's in the playoff without Jordan Travis. Follow me, follow me, because y'all know me. I'm not a person that's like, hey, you've got to agree with me. I'm okay with giving somebody they got when they got a good argument. I'm okay with giving somebody their props when they do that. I'm not against that. My problem here is there is no consistency whatsoever in this argument. What do I mean by that? Let's look at the argument, okay? The argument is Jordan Travis is in the most important position in the game, and he's one of the better ones in the game. And your team has not looked the same without him. Therefore, you do not belong in. That's fine. If you want to make that argument, as a matter of fact, let me help you out. I'll take that argument as fact. And let me let me help you out even further. Jordan Travis is one guy, but because of positional value, we'll say that a starting quarterback being there, that's two guys. That's two guys. Matter of fact, Jordan Travis is a really elite one. We'll bump it up to four guys, okay? To four guys, basically four starters is what you lost here, okay? And that is, you're saying, hey, this team should still be in even without 
four starters worth of production from that position. I got you. I'm with you. I feel you. Okay. And then you go to the bowl opt-out. There were 27 for Florida State. There were 27. So if you felt like, if you were of the mind before the bowl game, Florida State doesn't belong in because uh, Jordan Travis is hurt, how can you say, so what, that this young man got hurt and, and I wanted them out because I thought that he was that impactful. I don't care that they lost an All-American wide receiver, that they lost an All-Conference wide receiver, that they lost an All-American at defensive end in Jarverse, that they lost an All-Conference defensive tackle in Braden Fitz. This is what I don't understand. And for those who say, well, Georgia had 27 opt-outs too, let me show you a graphic here real quickly, okay? This graphic is basically saying, hey, this is all the Georgia players that opted out. This is all of the uh this is all of the Florida State players who opted out. Now, this is all 27, top to bottom, and I don't even need you to read off the names. Just look at the green notches, red lines, okay? If you see a green notch, and for those of you who are listening, I'll explain it in just a second. If you see a green notch, that means that that player was a starter or in the two deep. Starter, backup, one of those two. So that's what you got going on here. Now, for Florida State, you have 14. 14, and the list did not include three players who were starters on defense or major contributors. Uh, Braden Fisk, Bethune, and Farmer. Three Started. So now you're looking at 17. And granted, I will say this, the numbers in terms of how many guys can start and all that can get a little iffy because of the way offensive personnel and defensive personnel work, right? Who's your starter? Is it your Sam linebacker? Or is it your nickel? Who's your starter? Is it your slot wide receiver? Is it your fullback? So I'll say 17 of 24 out. And then for Georgia, you've got three to four. Let's Double it and give it to the next guy. Let's go to the higher number, which is four. Double that and say that's the number. You're talking about eight against 17. You're talking about for every one player you have sitting out, there's two for Florida State. And mind you, this is me being extremely generous with this. This is me going out of my way to say, hey, everything. there's nothing to see here. This team is, is, is you know, this person who made this graphic is extremely inaccurate. Because mind you, if that tally were actually accurate, if that tally was accurate, what you're looking at then is 17 to 3 to 4, which means that 4 to 5 times as many major contributors on Florida State sat out or are in the transfer portal as there were for Georgia. And you're telling me, how can you make the argument that one man is that important that they're a different team but somehow 17 aren't. I, I, I can't, that doesn't mesh with reality. And I'm not, I'm not trying to say, hey, Florida State wins if those players play. I'm not saying that. I'm not making that argument. If ifs and buts were berries and nuts, squirrels would never starve, right? But we live in the real world. We live in the real world. I'm never going to tell anybody, hey, you need to look at that. You need to stay in that if those guys play this, the, the nose winners game. I'm not going to say that, but I will say if those guys play, this is an entirely different game. This is an entirely different game. Again, 
We're talking about 17 starters or contributors. Gone. Gone. Including the guy that you said means so much that they're no longer one of the best four teams. So to me, again, you don't have to agree with me. You just got to be logical. We just The math has to math. And the math doesn't track that this player is so important. Without him, you are a different team. But I'm going to take him and add six team guys on top of the guy that I just said was so important to your team that he his absence made you a different team, including his backup. So if you're talking about it's, it's not about the players, it's about positional value, well, congratulations. The backup for him in that position was also out transferring uh, out of Florida State to say, hey, this is what this means and, and all this good stuff. And I want to make this last argument because this is something I don't get. When the SEC has a losing bowl record, it doesn't matter. These are, we have too many opt-outs and all of our opt-outs are why we lose the games and it doesn't matter. We're the best conference. Look at our national championships. It doesn't matter. But then when they win, nobody's talking about, oh, Mizzou only won because Marvin Harrison Jr. is is not there. McCord is not there. How many other guys are not there? They're not there. And and Mizzou had a, a fully locked load. And I love Coach Drink. This ain't to say nothing bad about him. I'm just I'm just using it as an example. You don't look at the Georgia and, and you know, you don't look at the Georgia-Florida State game and say, look at how many contributors. Kirby Smart himself, the head coach of that Georgia team that hung a 60-burger, said they didn't have their guys. So somehow, somehow, you know more about what this team would have looked like. You know more about how much this team lost than the guy who just had to scout them. Then the guy who just played them. Come on, stop it. Stop it. Ole Miss wins. Oh, the bowl games are so important now. They beat Penn State. The bowl games are so important now. If these, if these results went in another way, would it still be, oh, it doesn't matter? And that's that's my thing. That is my thing. So first thing first, the Florida State argument of they shouldn't be here is BS. Cut it. And I said before this bowl game, and not even because, oh, well, I know they're going to get blown out. That's why I'm saying it. I said that because I knew when you have that many different players, if Florida State won that game, then that's just a testament to their depth. But that wasn't going to be the same team. It just wasn't. This team that trotted out there was not the same team that tried out for the 13 games before. And it's not even close. It's not even close. Again, the production that was lost, we can go by percentage of production that was lost. We can do the numbers in terms of of how many uh, of how many all Americans or all all conference guys were lost. We can do that, and I guarantee you, Florida State whoops the wheels every time in terms of that. Whoops the wheels off Georgia in terms of how much they lost to opt outs, transfers, all that good stuff every time. So to say that this bowl game was representative of that, and to say that the SEC success and reasonable. It's ridiculous because, again, whenever the SEC loses in bowl games, it doesn't matter. Whenever they lose out of conference, it doesn't matter. And yet somehow, because there was a blowout this time, all of a sudden, it just matters more. The ACC gets the ACC gets dumpster leavings and whatever, but the SEC, they get the, the full platter, whatever they want. In the words of T.I., baby, you can have whatever you like. They get Uchi Wally and one mic, and it just don't make no damn sense to me. But 
Folks, what does make sense to me and what should make sense to all of you is FanDuel Sportsbook. I'll tell you what, it is the easiest place to be in terms of getting your bed in action in. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is easy to use. There are so many different ways to bet, like same game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in a parlay hub, the best way to find opportunities for new parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. So now that we've gotten that out the way, we need to do a little bit of an ACC year in review, okay? Because while everybody's castigating the ACC, while it's easy to kick the ACC and say, oh, you're, you're a lot of your blue bloods want to leave, a lot of your, you know, I, I'll say this about the ACC. We get trashed so much that a lot of folks don't even realize how well we are performing as a conference and even if you're just talking about uh even if you're just talking about March Madness and all that right everybody said basketball was down we're down we're down because the blue bloods weren't blue blooding like we're used to because duke and carolina weren't great because that was the reality we looked at oh man it's just it's not there it's just not happening and lo and behold even in that situation Lo and behold, even in that time of, oh, the conference is down, we're terrible, Miami ends up the only Power Five school in the Final Four. Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm, ain't that interesting? Ain't that something so interesting there? Because when I look at this, when I look at these teams and I say, hey, I I think that, you know, the ACC gets a bad rap and there aren't enough people beating the table. That's a perfect example. A lot of folks talked about, oh, man, you know, Louisville's terrible. They're just god awful. Kenny Payne error is is just going just so poorly. Oh, man, you know, Hubert Davis is going to be one of the only teams or, or the second team ever to win a natty and then or to go to the natty and then not make the uh, tournament the year after. Oh, man, this team is just so – there's so much going on with Shire. Oh, man, there's, there's so much going on with all these other guys. I don't think that the fairness was given to the ACC at all, at all, in terms of um, what we did or what we didn't do with, uh, with our, our guys in terms, of, in terms of what happened with, um, with the Final Four in basketball. And, and here's the real fun thing about it. You want to get even – deeper into this thing, you want to get even even more in-depth in this thing, not only did we make, not only did the ACC as a conference make the final four for men's basketball, 
didn't we also end up in Omaha? Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. I'm fairly certain that there was a, a uh, Wake Forest team that ended up, oh, I'm sorry, not the Final Four. They ended up in the uh, Elite Eight in terms of, of baseball. But either way, things that make you go, hmm, things that make you scratch your head a little bit in terms of, you know, how the ACC is viewed nationally, how the ACC is talked about nationally. This is, you know, uh, uh, look back at, at what we did as a conference this year, 11 teams making bowl games. You know, you say what you want about how tough this conference is, how tough that conference is, whatever the case may be. This conference, even the pushovers, when they got hot, when they found, or and I don't want to say pushovers, I don't let me not say pushovers. The teams that were viewed as, oh, we can go ahead and write a W in, they showed you not so fast, my friend. Multiple of those teams showed up and showed out for some big games. They showed up and gave teams a run for their money or outright won games that you just look at and you just kind of scratch your head and say, oh, okay, all right, I didn't see that coming. And so this was a year to me of so much turbulence in so many ways and so much disrespect in so many ways. But even through that disrespect and through that turbulence, the young men and women that got on the field, the young men and women that got on the court, they still shine through it. They still shine through it. They still showed up. They still competed. Virginia Tech women's basketball showed up big time, big, big, big time last year, getting all the way. Uh, I want to say they were a Final Four team losing to LSU, I believe it was, um, in the in the tournament. But either way, you cut it or slice it. There were multiple teams that showed up big time, and yet the respect – just is not given to the ACC the way that it is other conferences, particularly the Big Ten and SEC. Let's just be frank about it. Let's not mosey around and dance around it. Let's put some names to it. And let's, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big person. If you can't name it, keep it on the playground. If you're going to say it, say some names. Again, I, I look at this conference and, and, you know, the big story of the year was the realignment talks in the beginning. And then there was the realignment talks at the end and the lawsuit from Florida State. And I'll say this, in the rea- in the grand scheme of things, right, in terms of power five conferences, okay, I saw a lot of people commenting on my crossover with Drake Toll, hey, the ACC's dead in the water. They're basically dead in the water. And I'm, I'm trying to tell folks in the Big 12, if you've ever seen the Spider-Man meme where they're pointing at each other and they all got on the same Spider-Man suit, buddy, that's that's us right now. That's That's both of us. You don't want to accept the reality yet, but there is no logical way that you stay feasible and that you stay on pace with the SEC and the Big Ten either. But that's neither here nor there, getting back on track. What I'm looking at here is a a situation where conference realignment was the talk of the day. And for the year of 2023, while there might have been multiple dominoes that fell, that got the fire rolling on what potentially is a great realignment coming up here. One thing that we have seen is for 2023, as tumultuous as it was, as ugly as it was, as much as folks didn't want to be together, everybody stayed together. And like I said, like I've always said, these deals aren't held together by love and and care and mutual respect. These things are held together by the moolah, the cashola, the greenbacks, the chicken, the skrilla, the scratch, whatever you want to call it that held this thing 
together for a year. Stick with me. We're about to get into some New Year's resolutions. What some folks need to do in 2024. You know, everybody likes to have their New Year's resolutions and whatnot. Everybody likes to do that. But I am going to propose some things that the ACC may need to do. Some folks may need to do in the ACC in order to improve in the year of 2024. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. So folks, we're about to land this thing, but I'm going to start at the top with my New Year's resolutions because, you know, everybody has them. Some people are, I'm going to lose more. I'm going to lose 15 pounds this year. I'm going to end the year. I'm starting the year off at 210. I'm going to end the year off at 195. That's what I'm going to do. Some people have it in their mind. I'm going to make more money this year. I'm going to get that promotion. And if I don't get that promotion, I'm leaving this job. Some people, I'm going to be more assertive. I'm going to set more boundaries. I'm going to say no more. I'm going to do all these things. And I'm going to give a few. I'm going to give a few to a few people in the, in the conference, to a few teams, to a few universities that day. You need to move differently. And I'm going to start at the top. I'm going to start at the top. Oh, Jimmy P, come on down. Oh, Jim Phillips. I want to start with you. Do you know what your New Year's resolution should be, player? I'm going to be active and present. I'm going to be a helicopter dad. I'm going to be that parent that is, is obsessed about my kid. You need to study tape on Julian Newman's dad. Because that's how you need to be about your conference. Look at what Sankey's doing. He's that way about the SEC. He's that way about the SEC. Why are you not the same way about your conference, brother? Don't worry. I'm, I'm listening. I'll wait. I'll wait. Yeah, you need to be uh, you need to be in love with this thing. You need to be singing this praises 24-7. You need to be locked in and screaming. Hey, if I don't know nothing else, I know how good the ACC is. You need to be on those segments on college game day. You need to be there. That's, that's your resolution. Be a helicopter dad. Let's boil it down to that. In 2024, Jim Phillips, be a helicopter dad. Go cheer your babies on. All of these member universities, including the new ones, Stanford, Cal, SMU, they're part of your family now. Go be a helicopter dad. You're the first person that, that that's going to get a resolution from me. Second folks is going to get a resolution. Come on down. Come on down. Louisville. Come on down. Come on down. We got to talk. We got to talk. We got to talk. Okay. I need y'all to do something that a lot of people say they're going to do every year, but nobody actually does. Or they follow it for January and then February hits and I got to, oh, it's, it's Valentine's Day, you know, things are getting a little, or, you know, next month, St. Patty's Day, I got to go get hammered with my friends, and, you know, when the drinks start flowing, the cash starts going, and, and people stop thinking, I need y'all to budget better. What do you mean you don't have the money to fire Kenny Payne? That meant 
I, I mean this very genuinely. I mean this very genuinely, right? I'm a Detroit Pistons fan. I've seen some terrible basketball. I have seen some god-awful basketball, okay? Kenny Payne is, is coaching at a level that I don't know how you keep him. And, and I mean that very, very seriously. Not from a standpoint of, of the financial, because I get that that's why you're keeping him. I'm saying that from a fan support standpoint. What are y'all doing? What are you doing? What what is happening here? Come on, come on. That that's you, you you're messing around. You're mucking around. You know. Come on. And and then and then I'm a, I'm gonna come on back to some teams that you know. I I need something from y'all in terms of football. I need something from y'all. Okay. All of the teams in the state of North Carolina. I know, I know y'all talk about, I talk about these teams too much, but I'm not even going to start with NC State or UNC. I'm not going to start there. Wake Forest, Dave Clawson. Brother, I heard about y'all transfer process. Y'all are going to get murdered in the uh, transfer portal era. What do you mean folks have to go through a, what is it, three-month review process or or multiple-month-long review process before they... Uh, transfer in and they got to get all this stuff from their former university to send into the new university that is blatantly excessive in comparison to what everybody else has to do. Brother, if you want to, if you want to have any chance, any chance at remaining competitive, knock it off. Come on, man. Knock it off. Y'all, you've got to find a way to come up with some loopholes for that thing. I've spoken to multiple reporters from Wake Forest when I first heard about it. And that's apparently a thing with them. Whew, that's tough. NC State, stop being the team of next year. Hey, y'all hear me? Stop being the team of next year. Every year, your fans are saying, wait till next year. We're going to kill them. Be the team. 2024 need to be your year. You know that little meme of old girl stepping up from one ladder to the next, leaving all the baggage in, in the year behind her? That needs to be NC State with all of the, hey, we're next year's team. UNC, come on down. Dario, uh, listen, basketball-wise, you're killing it. You're crushing it. You're doing your thing. This year was a little challenging to start off with. Let's be honest. Let's be honest, right? Turning down an invite to the uh, to the uh, Big Apple in terms of the NIT. Hey, that's fine. But football-wise, get tougher. Please get tougher. It's, it's embarrassing. It's, it's really embarrassing how soft that team can be at times. Get tougher. From top to bottom, get tougher. And then I'm going to go on down to South Carolina. First thing first, Dabo, be grateful for Tyler from Spartansburg because that man might have just saved your career. The way that you turned that thing around after that whole Tyler from Spartansburg thing, hey, you may need to thank him. But here's another thing I need from you, brother. Here's another thing I need from you. Get with the times. Your New Year's resolution should be to get modern. Get modern. You had a fine year. You had a fine year. I'm not saying it was a terrible year. It was a terrible year by Clemson standards, but most other teams in the conference, if they had that year, their fan base would be excited, right? You give most of these teams that year, they'd be excited, whatever. You got to get with the times. You got to get in the portal, man. You've got to do it. You've got to do it, or else your program is going to languish and slide further and further from that eliteness Closer to mediocrity, closer to, eh, all right, eh, they're cool. You know, 
You don't want that. You never want to backslide, brother. That's not what you want to do. And then I'm going to keep going south. I'm going to keep going south here before we jump back up to the northeast. We're going to keep going south. Um, the, the two Florida teams, <clears throat> Florida State and Miami, I get that y'all are rivals. I get that y'all hate each other. But in moments like what happened with the playoff snub, y'all need to be standing arm in arm, band of brothers, because what happened to one could happen to the other. So that's more so to Miami fan, you know. Uh, Norvell, build some depth, brother. Build some depth. Build some depth on your roster. You need to kind of, I get it. You're the king of the portal. Hey, hey, who am I to criticize, right? Undefeated this season, should have been in the playoff. You're the undisputed king of the portal. You need to build some depth. And I'm not just saying that because of the way that this year ended in terms of getting the wheels. I'm saying that because even coming up before the bowl game, the thought was even if they get into the playoff, even if they win a national championship this year, this is that thing is getting stripped down to the studs in terms of the guys who are leaving. And while y'all are super efficient in the portal, even the guys that you got out of the portal that you won with, it took time for them to mesh in jail. How long was Jordan Travis there? How long was uh, was Johnny Wilson there? How long was Jared Verse there? How long were a ton of guys that were extremely impactful to this team there? Brother, you got to build yourself some depth. You got to get yourself some more ball players, man. You got to, you know, and I'm not, again, this had nothing to do with the Jordan Travis injury. I'm saying, in general, you need more depth. In the Northeast, up to Pitt. And up to uh, up to Syracuse. Syracuse, y'all take care of Fran Brown. Y'all take care of that man now. Y'all, hey, and Fran, you better do something good. You better. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, y'all are good. Narduzzi, my boy, I love you. Love me a defensive head coach. Love me a head coach that's not afraid to get after it and say what he he says what he means. He means what he says. I love you. Your 2024 New Year's resolution needs to be. I'm going to be a better quarterback evaluator because, brother, your teams are always just a quarterback away from being good, always just a quarterback away. And we saw what happened when you had a good quarterback. We saw how special that team was. Last ever Coastal team to win one, 2024. You need to be a better quarterback evaluator. And let's end it. And I know some people are going to be mad that their teams got left off the list. I don't care nothing about that. I don't care nothing about Georgia Tech, y'all keep coming. Do what you did. Keep doing what you're doing, okay? You're building in the right direction. I ain't got nothing to say. I ain't got no complaints for you. I, hey, what do you want from me, right? There are multiple teams like that. I don't got no complaints for you. The two Virginia teams, Virginia Tech, don't you play with it. Kyron Drones is your guy. He's your guy. You remember what happened last time you played with a, a, a dynamic dual threat? He went on to almost win a Heisman elsewhere. That's your guy. You ride with him. You got 2024. Y'all New Year's resolution is to learn from the past. Stick with your God. Virginia, just keep coming. Just keep coming. You know, I'm not saying you need to share some Tonys for your Tony quota to get under the Tony quota uh, as y'all New Year's resolution. Just keep coming. Just keep doing what you're doing. Keep getting better. Keep getting better because, you know, that, that football program has been through a lot. But I'll tell you what, obviously you got Tony Bennett in that basketball program. Uh, you know, you, you the women's program is looking better than what they've been in the past. So j- just keep coming. Just come on. Just keep on. Keep on coming along. If I missed your team, I'm sorry. But there were some teams that we needed to speak. We needed to have a real live discussion. We needed to. 
Also, one last one. I'm sorry, I forgot this one. Mario, you kneel your ass down at the end of football games. That's the last one. I'm sorry I forgot that. I know Miami fans are going to think I hate him because I gave him too. But that's what you need to do. Folks, make sure you like, follow, subscribe. Do all the good things. Hit the bell so you can know every time we drop an episode. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for rocking with us. We thank you for the continued growth. We're going to continue to grow the lock on ACC family into 2024. And Candace will be back. I promise y'all. Until next time, folks. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.